Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Father, today, today we lift up your cornerstone, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, the one that extends mercy and grace, the one who woos us and calls us, the one that shepherds us. Father, we thank you that we can be in your house this morning to come together, to lift up your holy name, to worship together to look to you to petition you to pray to you to exalt you lord we love you so much and we we don't want to be anywhere else this morning but in the presence of the lord lord did you did you guys know that up in heaven right now there's a heavenly host that is celebrating and and praising and worshiping and and that goes that goes on in our time span 24 7 24 it's always going on but but i also believe there's certain times that they get even louder that they get even more rambunctious in their worship they get even more heartfelt in their worship and and i believe that's going on this morning there's a heavenly host celebrating with us here on earth today and that celebration nothing can stand against that celebration there is no demon there's the devil himself he can't stand against it they flee from that the world's ideologies they can't stand against that no philosopher no psychologist no world leader can stand contrary to what is happening in heaven right now and the worship that is ensuing and we're part of that right now when we come in here and we get together and we sing we're not just simply singing because that's what church is supposed to look like we are joining in with the heavenly host to exalt the king of kings the lord of lords the one who was there in the beginning and the one who's coming back and will be there in the end our savior our friend our prince our king jesus christ himself so today lord we exalt you we exalt you we base our lives upon the cornerstone jesus himself and when we do align ourselves with that no winds of change can shift us no earthquakes can cause us to tremble nothing the world throws at us is too much because we're on the cornerstone we love you jesus we honor you father and we welcome you holy spirit we pray all of this in the mighty name of jesus christ and it is a mighty name isn't it we pray this in the mighty name of jesus christ and everyone shout it out amen that's no that's good stuff right there guys that is good stuff right there oh you guys can be seated if you've not already been seated oh what a great way to man i i love worship like this i love worship like this because because i get to follow worship with like this with with the message that it's so much better when we have uh, when we have cultivated an environment to be welcoming to what God has to say for us, wouldn't you agree? Thank you guys for coming in here this morning prepared. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for worshiping with us. But most of all, thank you for for just being who you are in Jesus. That's the biggest thing. That's the best part. Kids, kids, we'll let you go downstairs and take all of your energy downstairs lots of energy bruce and debbie want lots of energy today and you guys have a good time but learn a lot 
Kids, always tell your parents, grandparents, whoever it is, what you learned in church today. And parents and grandparents, you do the same with your kids. It's going to be great. We love that communication and sharing and bragging. How many of you guys just love to brag on Jesus? We're supposed to do that, right? That's what we're supposed to do. The famous one. He's the famous one. Right? He's the faith. We're supposed to boast, not in anything that we do, not in anything that we have. We don't brag about our houses or our cars or our boats or even our fly rods. We don't boast about those things. We boast about Jesus Christ. Man, you want to get me talking? If we're one on one and you want to get me talking, you bring up Jesus and I'm going to get to talking. You bring up golf and I'm going to go quiet. Because I like to boast and I like to brag about who Jesus is. A few quick announcements before we get rolling today. West of 50s is today. They're going to meet right after, right after service in the basement. Um, not the basement, it's the lower level. That sounds so much better, doesn't it? They're going to meet in the lower level. Um, soup and salad and all that good stuff. Even if you didn't sign up and you're just here today and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't realize west of 50s was today go anywhere there should be plenty it's it's sandy's in charge and if sandy's in charge there's going to be so many leftovers it's abundant it's like the bread and the fish it just keeps multiplying except it's soup and salad uh, yeah um so that's today right after service and then next sunday is our last sundays you guys know this we have a potluck the last sunday of every month. That will be next Sunday. Um, I love those days. I, I love going downstairs and having a lower level full of people. I love it. And they're all like being loud and eating and talking and laughing. It's a great, great thing. So please plan on attending that. There's more information about that in your bulletin, kind of what you need to bring and, and how we do things and everything like that. And then I'm excited to say that next Sunday as well, looking at a couple right back there, um, Bridge Cafe will be opening next Sunday, officially open, grand opening, first start. It opens at 9. It's open from 9 to 10. Don't come here at 10.10 and think, hey, I'll go grab something. Um, that's not how we're going to do it. We're going to open it at 9, so you can get here at 9. You can have all that time to hang out. And next week, because it's last Sunday, Sundays, and this is the last Sunday, it's going to stay open. It'll be open up again after. So um, on your way to the potluck or after the potluck, or it's like, man, I ate this good food, but I haven't dove into my dessert yet. I'm going to go grab a coffee drink. It'll be open. Um, and check this out. For our opening day, 50% off of everything. 50% off. It's like that thing. It's like, hey, we'll give you the first one for free. We'll give you the first one for 50 cents. We just want to expose you guys to it and, and everything. Um, it's going to be great. Will there be hiccups? Probably. Be, that's No. It's, it's going to be good. There's, there's training going on this week. Um, hopefully everything will... will get, we'll figure out some things we can do better, obviously. But please plan on... Uh, Plan on coming. Come early. The if you're like, but I don't drink coffee, um, we have tea. When I don't drink tea, any come early just to hang out with people, right? You know, church is easy when you're shoulder to shoulder and all facing forward, and you don't really have to. Hey, we'll let the guy up front, the bald guy up front, talk, and then I don't have to talk to anybody, right? Some people treat church like that. That's why mega churches are so popular, right? You don't have to talk to anybody. You can come in and sit down and then leave. Nobody needs to know your name. We're not that. We want to get to know you guys. We want to connect. Our mission statement is all about connection. Our, our vision is all about connection. Uh, life is so much better with connection. And we can get through this life so much better when we have connection to the right people. And let me tell you what, there's a lot of right people here. So come, come early next week, hang out, make that a, um, a habit just to come early if you drink coffee or not, or coffee drinks or whatever it is. Um, just start, just start, plan to come early. Then we can actually start right at 10 and people will be in here. 
Um, it'll be wonderful. It'll be amazing. It'll be awesome. All right, four ways to give, like always. Um, we have our app, and then there's also four ways to give online. BridgeHelena.com, you can text it, give box, giving box. Uh, you can mail it through our app. Our app's a wonderful thing. You can always get to the giving page on our app, and I always say this, um, and I'm going to keep on saying it simply because we want to give you every opportunity to um, be faithful to God, to obey God's uh, teachings, and, and financially giving is a part of that. We'll actually talk about that a little bit later. Um, but most of all, I want to do everything I can possible to help you get into a mode of, of worship, a mode of living your life that is, that is glorifying to God. So I'm never going to stand up here and say, nope, can't do that, sorry. We're not gonna. We're not gonna allow you to do that part of worship here, or or give here, or anything like that. That's simply why we say that because giving is part of our worship. We need to think about that. We need to be faithful in that. All right, we're ready. We're ready to roll. You guys ready to roll? You guys were so loud in worship today. It was awesome. I bet the neighbors are going, man. What are they doing in there today? Looks like the building's on fire. All that sound. Don't get quiet on me now, okay? I don't want you to get quiet on me now. I'm going to pray we'll get going on this message. It's a great message, I think, that, that God has led me to. And uh, let's just see. Father, gosh, almost exhausted right now because we're so excited. <clears throat> but we're sitting and living in anticipation because we know, Lord, that you always have more. Lord God, we sit in anticipation of your return. Lord God, so help us to be ready. Help us just to be looking. And within that, help us to be pressing in and learning. So Lord God, today open up our, our hearts, open up our, our eyes, our ears, and open up our brains so that we can learn. Lord God, we want to learn more about your word. We want to learn more about who you are. We want to learn more about our faith. We want to learn more about all of those things. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in here today. Help me to speak those things that you have for me to speak. And Lord God, if it's not of you, then Lord God, I don't want it. I don't want to purvey it if it's a great joke and a super funny joke, but if it's not a joke of you, Lord God, let me leave it out and, and anything else. But Lord God, if it is of you, help me to speak that clearly and help us to receive that clearly. And once again, Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, you're faithful in this. I know you're faithful in this. Holy Spirit, don't let anybody leave here today the same way that they came in. I believe there's people already changed in here this morning. And I believe you're going to continue to work on us and change us. Lord God, I believe, I truly believe in my heart, you're, you're ramping up a, a, an altar time at the closing of service that is going to be a giant celebration this morning. And I don't know why, I don't know how that's going to look, but Lord God, I trust in you. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus once again. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. So today... This morning, you know, you know I can tend to get on series, and those series can tend to last a little bit, right? And, uh, and, and a series, to me, should last a little bit because there's a lot going on, and, and there's a lot to dig into if it's an appropriate series to, um, to put our time and, and, and our effort in. Um, our last series ended right before the end of the year. Um, right before Christmas and everything, and I thought, you know what? Um, I just felt like God saying, "Hey, I got a bunch of these, these not random, but more standalone messages, but they're all going to have a common thread, and that common thread is faith." So today we are going to continue to talk about faith, specifically our faith. So you don't make the mistake that we're, we're, we're going to just define faith in an abstract manner today, right? And we haven't been doing that. Why would we start today? We need to make sure that what we hear today and what we are, what we are receiving, we need to apply that into our personal faith because it's too easy to point fingers, talk about how other people need this or have that, right? And we bypass ourselves. So today, specifically, we're going to be talking about our faith once again. How we see it. How we understand it. How we live it out. 
because boy, howdy, guys, it's all about our faith. Our faith is what helps us to stand. Our faith is what, what helps us to look forward to things. Our, our faith is what gives us hope. Our faith is what causes us to live a victorious Christian lifestyle. It's our faith. Though this is not technically a series, these messages are absolutely meant to work together. So please allow them to work together. If you remember, we started on New Year's Day and we talked about this idea of asking and seeking and knocking. And I think that was a great way to start out the new year 2023. And then we followed that up with a message that uh, I entitled The Missing Link. And you guys probably remember that. And the whole idea about the missing link is how our faith is to be viewed as as always progressing, right? We have a progressive faith. We don't have a compartmentalized faith that we can, we can seal off from everything and hide on the shelf and, and things like that. Rather, it progresses, and through this progression, we experience a bunch of God, different God experiences. It's a wonderful thing. Sometimes when we, when we get out of that, then we can create a missing link in there, and that's what we absolutely don't want to do. And then if you guys were here last week, you know that we continued on by discussing the importance of Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. What a great song we sang today as a reminder. Jesus is always our cornerstone. If you have missed any of these messages, especially especially last week's message, I would strongly suggest that you get online and you watch it and you listen it. And sometimes it's sometimes we need to just get a second listen. If somebody was bugging you or, or bothering you or if your mind was somewhere out, just jump right back in because my desire is that your your faith grows throughout this beginning part of the year. Man, if our faith can grow strong at the beginning part of 2023, what is the middle and the ending part of 2023 going to look like? I I can only imagine God is doing great things. Today, today we are going to look at this idea of, of regularity or being regular. And of course, with that also brings up the opposite, and that being irregular. Irregularity. So let's start there, actually. Let's start with irregularity. What do you think of when I say irregular? (laughs) By your giggles, um, I take it that we think the same thing. See, thanks thanks to TV, commercials, and, and ads and stuff, what may come to mind first when we think of being irregular is, well, the current state of your digestive process. Let's just say that because it's pounded in us, right? You you need to be regular. Yeah, that irregularity, that's that's a hard time. Or, Or maybe you or someone you know suffers from an irregular heartbeat. That's, that's commonplace anymore. We usually know somebody. It's like on the prayer chain. It's like, hey, somebody's suffering from an irregular heartbeat. And that can be a, that can be a shocking experience, right? Right? Um, but also in this day and age, maybe your thoughts go to an irregular sleep cycle. Anybody have an irregular sleep cycle? They're awful. Or, a, or an irregular work cycle. And somebody, with everything going on, it's like, hey, double shifts and, and work here and, and that. And, and maybe it's just an irregular season of your life. However that may look, we had a, a little thing called COVID-19, and it brought a lot of irregularity into people's lives. But one thing is for sure, the term irregular denotes something unhealthy. Would you agree with that? The term irregular is something that is unhackly. Actually, the, the definition of irregular is this. Irregular, not even or balanced in shape or arrangement. Contrary to the rules or to that which is normal or established. So this question becomes twofold for this morning. Can I become irregular in my faith and in terms of my faith, Is there an established practice that I should subscribe to? Hopefully today we can gain some clarity on these questions. 
Now the first question is really a pretty easy one to answer. Because sometimes I think it is possible to become a bit lax in our faith, in our Christian behavior, and even in our theology. If not careful, if not diligent, we can fall into this. In our faith, we become careless. We become indifferent. And we even begin to neglect that faith. We begin to think, and we begin to say things like, is it really that big a deal? Do I really have to do this or not do that? Is that really what the Bible means? Am I really expected to be a regular church attender? Is giving really that important? These seemingly somewhat little questions. However, if not kept in check, they can lead us into an irregular faith. Because God is so much more. He calls us into a life and a faith that is so much more. Just because someone may call themselves a Christian doesn't mean they automatically exhibit a healthy and regular Christian lifestyle. I think that's playing out before us right now, right? And especially in America, right? A lot of people claim to be Christians. I'm Christian by faith. Well, but are you Christian by action? Are you Christian in deed? Would you consider yourself a regular Christian or just a Sunday morning sometimes when I go to church kind of Christian? See, the world has been obs become obsessed with convenience. Convenience to each one of us would be, would be those things that are easy, those things that are comfortable, and those things that bring us satisfaction. That's how we'll define convenience. Now, do you think a convenient faith leads to an irregular faith? Because let's face it, reading the Bible... Well, now that can be inconvenient. Designating and spending time in prayer, yeah, that can be inconvenient. Going to church, pretty inconvenient. Trusting God and surrendering your agenda, definitely inconvenient. Not by coincidence, these very things these are the very things that lead us into an irregular faith. So today, if you can say irregularity in your faith may or may not be a problem, then it is. Right? So let's look at that. Uh, let's look at question number two. In terms of my faith, is there an established practice that I should subscribe to? And we need to be really careful here. We need to be careful not to fall into this dogmatic religious practice that man desires to, to really heap on each one of us, right? We've seen that. We've seen um, denominations and, and pastors and, and um, different people come up and say, hey, this is the only way that you can worship Jesus and this is what you have to do. You've got to pray this repetitive prayer and, and, and all these. And it gets really dogmatic and, and religious. And there's, there's lists of do's and don'ts that are simply... They're simply rules to follow, yet there's an absence of faith there. So let's look at some scriptures that can help guide us to a better understanding that it takes both our faith as well as our desire to live with regularity as a born-again believer. According to Hebrews 11.1, 1, a lot of you guys have this memorized, written, you guys know this. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It's a great statement, isn't it? That's one of those statements that you may sometimes got to read that a couple times. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, 
the conviction of things not so. Yeah, faith. Faith is trusting and believing that God exists, right? And that God is active in this world. And that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Now let's, let's pair that with Hebrews 11.6. Just drop down a few verses. It says this, But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. Boy, that's powerful right there. So if you claim to be a Christian, a follower of Christ, a, a, a believer in God, then you actually have to believe that. And you have to pursue that. Could this verse be stating that when it comes to our faith, we must put forth ambition, dedication, and effort? Absolutely, I think that's exactly what this verse is saying. Things that can run contrary to my convenient mindset and my desire, right? My convenient mindset and desire comes from and is taught to me by this fallen world that we live in. So having a faith that is a regular part of my life is by definition irregular to this world. Hmm. That's one way to think about it, isn't it? How many of you guys are rule followers in here? Good for you. I'm not. I never have been. Probably drove my parents crazy. Probably drove my teachers crazy. Probably drove the principal crazy. I just thought he liked me a lot. That's why he kept inviting me down to his office. I am not necessarily a rule follower. So for me, Christianity is this awesome thing. It's like, ooh, Christianity runs contrary to the ideologies of this world. I want that, man. I want to be radical like that. So to have... A faith in Jesus Christ, a strong faith, a, and that be a regular part of your life and your lifestyle, that by definition is very irregular to the world. Is this making sense to you guys? Yes. See, it's so basic on one hand, but it's quite deep on the other. When it comes to our faith, we're living a Christian life with regularity. Let's look at some of the scriptural truths that we must seek to adhere to. Buckle your seatbelts. You might not love every one of these. Number one, we need to have regularity in our attendance. We can't simply say, yes, I go to church. You know, I meet people in the community and, uh, and a common name will come up and they'll say, oh, you're the pastor at Bridge. I know so-and-so, they go to your church. And I'll be like, who? Okay, maybe I just know the name. What do they look like? Yep, drawing a blank there. So there's people in this community that say they go to Bridge Assembly, <laughs> but I ain't never seen them here. So we need regularity in our attendance. And that doesn't mean Christmas and Easter. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It would be so convenient if it did. When you talk about regularity in our attendance, it means every Sunday that you can possibly be here, you're here or in church, you have a home church, you have an established church. Look at Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. We know this. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near, the day drawing near, we're talking about the rapture. The closer we get to the rapture, the greater desire we should have to be in church every Sunday, Wednesday nights, every potluck. Man, we got to have a baptism coming up, right? I just don't want to do it in Spring Meadow right now. I'll be honest, I don't, but there's other places. Man, I bet we could, we could use a hotel or something. But things like that. Every time we have something going on, when we have prayer, anything, you should want to come to church. 
So yes, going to church on a regular basis is important and necessary to the health of your faith. Now, I think I'm a pretty good... um, I can say with certainty that I have a perspective and and an ability to speak on this. Because after all, I've been put in the position of pastor here. Listen here, this is what I've come to. It's taken a long time. Not really. This conclusion came very quickly, even before I was a pastor. Listen to this. Those who begin to come and make church a regular part of their week see significant changes in their life for the better. I will make that statement with clarity and surety. That is exactly what is going to happen. On the other hand, those who choose to stop making church a regular weekly priority begin to see a transformation back to worldly thoughts and ideas. you got people in your life, I know it, that they, man, when they're in church, they're a different person. When they're out of church, it's like, what are you doing? What language are you speaking? Why are you choosing those words? Why is your outlook in such a way you know it to be true? And sometimes we fall into that very thing. So it's important. It's important to be a regular weekly attender to church so that you can strengthen your faith. Now, I am not saying that it is church that makes you a Christian. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that church provides a necessary environment for one to cultivate their faith, right? My grandpa was a wheat farmer. He was known as the king of the wheat farmers. He understood that you first had to cultivate the right environment in order to grow the wheat. Everybody said, man, you got the best wheat ever. And he was thinking, because I got the best ground ever because I take care of that ground. And, and that wheat can cultivate itself in that ground. Nobody's, nobody is, is buying a bushel of ground. They're buying a bushel of wheat. But that wheat comes from the ground. It's the same thing here. We need to be regular attenders so that we can cultivate our faith. That we can be around crazy Christian people that lift you up, that encourage you, that hug on you, that say, hey, I'll buy you a coffee for 50% off, but just this weekend... <laughs> We've got to love those kind of people. All right, we need regularity in our prayer. We need regularity in our prayer. How often do you pray? Uh, Sunday mornings, if I'm there. That's not being regular in your prayer. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. We'll just leave it at that. Be insisting and persistent in prayer. However, the regularity of this statement seems quite, quite inconvenient, doesn't it? I'll tell you what, prayer changes things. Prayer changes you. Prayer changes your faith. Prayer deepens your faith. Don't neglect prayer. How about this? Regularity in our Bible time. Psalms 119.105 The Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Therefore, if the Word, if it's the Word that brings a light and a lamp to my everyday circumstances and dealings, then without regular exposure to the Word, am I not choosing to stumble in darkness? See, we live in a dark world. The lights are out on the world. We need to bring our own light. And the Word of God brings that light. Here's another one. Regularity in our giving. Got a little quiet for some and loud for others. Regularity in our giving. 2 Corinthians 9.6 Now remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. See, this is not simply a financial principle here, though it is also that. 
It is also in our time, our effort, our tools, our talents, our attendance. Look at the next verse here. Look at 9-7. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Don't reluctantly give. Don't give because somebody's twisting your arm. Don't give because you want accolades or attention. Give because Jesus Christ is in your heart. Give because He is your Lord and Savior. Give because you love Him so much that you don't want to be captured or captivated by the materialism of the world or finances. There's a confidence that comes when we simply say, Jesus, you got it all. You got it all. So take this too. Take care of me, Lord. You'll take care of me just like the birds and the foxes. You will take care of me. But Lord, don't saddle me. I don't want it. I don't want the burden of having to be, to be driven by these finances or by these other things. I have all these things you've blessed me with, Lord God. I'm giving them back to you. So we are to give with thought or attention, right? With the purpose or intention that those things we have decided in our heart, we are putting into action through our giving. So our intellect must be coupled with our faith and proceed with action. You get that? Our intellect must be coupled with our faith and this must proceed with action. The brain-dead Christian is not living a, a full Christian life, right? And, and too many times the world has, has labeled us as brain-dead, or we get into ministries or under pastors that treat you like you're brain-dead and say, don't question anything, just do what I say. Leave your intellect at the door. That's, that's, not, that's not biblical. That's not what God does. So we have to, we have to think. We have to, we have to believe in faith. And then we have to proceed out of that with action. That's what regularity in giving looks like. Good, good biblical principles here. Wouldn't you agree? But we must also be regular in our general mindset. Colossians 2, 3, 3, 2. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. How easy is it, though, to get focused on the things of the earth that only have temporal value? <laughs> Ooh, that hot cup of coffee. That's real temporary. It's going to cool off real quick. Ooh, look at this new car I got. Yeah, did you know how much it depreciated when you drove it off the lot? Oh, look at these clothes. Look at this, that, or the other. It's all temporal. We need to not focus on those things, but the things that are above. Making it regular practice in our life to filter everything, everything in our life through an eternal perspective, right? We can do that, and we need to be doing that. That changes everything. An internal perspective is standing in faith in our belief that I and all others will spend eternity somewhere. See, we don't simply cease to exist and the worms eat our biological mass. That's not what truly happens because we are a spiritual being. For those who know Christ and have been born again through His atoning work on the cross, we will spend eternity with Him in heaven. That's what we're celebrating and shouting about. But for those who refuse Christ, they will too spend eternity somewhere. And that will be without Jesus in hell, and then eventually the lake of fire. Once again, an eternal perspective that is to be a regular part of our faith. And it's very irregular 
to this world. See, the world seeks to live now. Grab everything you can now, but the faithful believer knows this is but a temporary time. And, and let me tell you what, if you have faith in that, it completely changes your perspective for everything. Relationships become way more important than material things, right? Um, the success of others becomes way more important than the success of yourself. Serving others becomes more important than being served by others. Pointing to Jesus becomes more important than the world pointing to us. This time we live in now is a time to be at work for the greater eternal kingdom. How does that look? How does that even look? Well, Paul helps us to understand that better. 1 Corinthians 1558, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Those things that, that God has put into your life to do, they are never pointless. They are never worthless. They will always accomplish something. So you could say, oh, that's why I give my all at church. That's why I give my all when we worship. But what about when you're at your workplace? Do you do the same? When you're on your campuses, do you do the same? It all comes together. We can't compartmentalize. We can't separate those things. So we are to be steadfast, immovable, always excelling. Those aren't little weak words, are they, man? Paul's hitting us hard with these type of words. Because we have victory in Christ, our regularly our regular worldly mindset is now transformed into a regular faith-filled kingdom mindset. How many of you guys want a regular faith-filled kingdom mindset? How many of you guys want that to be part of your life? How many of you guys want that to rule your life? To have everything else submit to being a regular follower in regular relationship with Jesus Christ. Not regular because it's like everything else, but regular because that is the constant in your life. See, what you used, what used to seem crazy and, and fanatical to you before, has now become something that we desire and aspire to. I mean, you guys aspire to being a full-out, sold-out, born-again Christian believer that's in love with Jesus Christ. It's what we need to desire and aspire to. And no matter how much we do it, we never truly get there because we can't. Because God is always so much more and He always has so much more for us. <clears throat> Have you guys ever been on a missions trip? Or have you volunteered to help out at the church? Have you guys ever done that? Raise your hands if you've ever done that. Volunteered to help at the church. Gone on a missions trip. Anything like that. It is both interesting as well as uplifting to me when I see this. Because I see faithful people laboring in a way that brings glory to God and no monetary reward to themselves. In fact, in fact, going on a mission trip actually costs you money. You are paying to go somewhere to work for free. <laughs> and yet, you are invigorated and overjoyed because of your steadfast, immovable desire to bless the Lord. See, that's God's definition of regular. And that's the world's definition of being crazy, irregular fools. So I guess it all boils down to whose definition you want to base your life upon. That's something 
that only you can decide and only you can pursue. But remember, you cannot have a faith-filled life and regularly pursue a life of convenience. Pastor, that's not a fun message. Come on, we want it both. We want it all because it's all about us, right? And God says, no, I love you so much that I know in your convenience and in your idleness, bad things happen. You have a natural desire to fall away from me. So I'm going to keep you active. I'm going to keep you on your toes. I'm going to keep calling you. I'm going to keep giving you assignments and and things to do. And and it's going to feel really busy at times. But when you're busy, you're focused on me. Yet when you're idle, your thoughts wander. And where your thoughts wander, your feet usually pursue rather quickly. Let's look at Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. So much truth here. So much reality here. So here's the deal. Let me be completely forthcoming with you this morning. If you want to live a powerful, faith-filled life as a Christian believer. Well, here's, here's what we need. It is necessary that you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior first and foremost. It is necessary that you seek to live a righteous life in and through Christ by power of the Holy Spirit. It is necessary that you make prayer a regular part of your life. Regular as in daily, as in multiple times per day. It is necessary that you make Scripture a regular part of your life. Daily. Not, hey, the pastor read us a verse today, I feel full. It is necessary that you make church a regular part of your life. And everyone said? That's right. It is necessary that you make giving a regular part of your life. These are principles that bring health into your life. These are principles, biblical truths, that help to strengthen your faith. Sometimes, man, sometimes our faith feels a little bit anorexic, right? Right, And sometimes, man, there's sometimes, maybe I'm hiking a lot or fishing a lot or working out a lot. And, um, and there's just times in my life where I'm like, I need steak. I need a big hunk of meat for dinner. I can have some asparagus or broccoli to go with it, but I need steak. And there's other times where it's like, oh, I don't mind a casserole. Tater tot casserole is always good. But, but man, there's sometimes tater tot casserole, it's not enough. It's like something in my body screaming out, you need meat. Yeah. It needs to be back on the menu, boys, right? And sometimes they'll tell Amy, I'm like, I'm like, man, we need some meat. I just need some flat out meat. And there's times in our lives we need to grab on to these meaty principles because our faith is getting a little anorexic and we need a big bite of steak and we need to reevaluate. And we're like, well, yeah, Christ is my Lord and Savior. I haven't affirmed that lately, but uh, it's there. Maybe you need to. And, and seeking to live a righteous life through Christ. Well, last night I didn't. Well, it's time to get back to the steak. It's prayer, scripture, church, giving. Grab on to that. Allow it to nourish your faith, to strengthen you in your faith. Worship team, if you guys want to come up. Like usual, had no idea how to end the service, and I like that. I am so diligent and praying and listening to God and and throughout the week allowing Him to show me how to construct the the message and what to put in it. But He always leaves it open-ended at the end. And I love that about the Holy Spirit. It's like He's saying, leave leave the end to me. And we're going to leave the end to Him. Now, we're going to sing a little bit more.
We're going to open up this altar, but like I said before, I just feel like this morning is a morning. It's a time of celebration. If you need specific prayer, if you need to break yourself on this altar, then go for it. But I think God is calling us to come forward and celebrate who He is. Celebrate our faith. Celebrate how far we've come, yet how much more He's calling us to go to. Listen to what King David spoke on his deathbed. This is out of 1 Kings 2. It's 2 and 3. I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in His ways and keeping His statutes. I don't know what happened there. It should say His commandments, His rules, and His testimonies. And it is written in the Law of Moses that you may prosper in all that you do. We want to prosper in all that we do, but that's a direct result of keeping the faith. Not just keeping the faith, but expanding the faith. Not just expanding the faith, but feeding the faith. Wouldn't you say that's something to celebrate this morning? Wouldn't you say, everybody stand up. We're going to pray. We're going to just celebrate in our own way. I would invite you to the altars and celebrate with each other. Love on people. Give them an encouraging word. Say, man, keep the faith. Not only keep it, but expand it. Not only expand it, but strengthen it. Those hunks of stake into your life, those truths that Scripture gives to us. Import those. Put them to use in your life. Let's, as a as a church, as a congregation, let us each grow faithfully individual, individually, but let us come together and grow in faith as the body of Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, heaven this morning is 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 cheering. They are being loud. They are worshiping. And we're going to do the same here. Amen. Everybody pray with me. Father, Lord, golly, your principles are amazing. They're, they dumbfound me. How perfect they are. How imbalanced they are. How appropriate they are. And how healthy they are in, in my life. Lord, no longer do I want to be an irregular Christian. I don't want to have that irregularity in my life that, that bounds me up or causes my heart to shudder or causes me to not be able to sleep. Lord God, it doesn't matter what seasons come my way. It doesn't matter what the world throws at me. Lord, when I seek to have a regular faith, a regular relationship with you, a constant faithful relationship with you, Lord God, it doesn't matter because only you matter. This morning, we enter into celebration with the heavenly realms of the glory of who you are, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Be lifted high as we bless your holy name. And Lord God, shower us. Just shower us with your presence, with your words. Lord God, we want nothing more but to be with you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.